I showed someone at work that song, and they were like, ooh, a ska song. Yeah, it's ska music. It's ska Christmas. <laughs> Do you guys think it's a ska song? I mean, I don't even know. I don't know what I would call it, honestly. It doesn't give full ska. No. See, I was trying to go for like a John Denver and the Muppets yeah. Christmas kind of album. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that vibe. Because like, we really listened to that album a lot as kids, so it's like when I think about Christmas music, it's automatically that. So I was like, this works, right? I so think you nailed it. Mm-hmm. Muppets. <laughs> I keep listening to it, and I keep listening to it, and I'm like, man, this song, it, this is pretty good, Vince. Way to go. He did a good one. It makes I, me happy. Yeah, I didn't give it a good Muppet try, that's for sure. I, I gave it just like a standard Josh try. Dude, I thought you did a good job. <laughs> I thought I thought everyone's contributions was nice. I, I really like Annie's contribution. Oh, it, it was like, so funny. It really feels Muppety. Annie, our friend Annie from the Lowcox came and sang on it also, and we're like, Annie, um, can you just give us a few characters, you know, and she had recently was... Tim Armstrong from Rancid at Cheapy Creepy. So oh, I was nice. like, if Tim Armstrong wants to make an appearance, she's like, Tim Armstrong can make an appearance. <laughs> and I was just like, whoa, fuck yeah. Oh my gosh. So she did a whole Tim Armstrong track. It was great. I don't even think I hear that one. <laughs> oh, it's in there. It's buried, but it's in there. Everyone, it's Christmas, as you can tell. We're here. We're celebrating the holidays and with all the Swayzes and Swayzes adjacents. My hat's still on. Your hat is still on, Josh. It looks great. Oh, thanks. The lever print really is a nice addition. Thank you. It's getting cooler and cooler every time I see it. Actually, <laughs> dude, like I like it a lot. Yeah, I thought this was my old one, but I forgot I had to order a new one. Yeah, yeah, lost the old one. I'm just realizing that we probably don't ever wash our Santa hats. No, they just go into the box. They come out of the box. They go on our heads. They go back in the box. They mm-hmm. go in the attic. Do you think Santa washes his hat? I doubt it. I don't know. He I doesn't need to. He's magic. Bad Santa didn't wash any of his anything. <laughs> That's what made him so hot. I can tell you that. <laughs> everyone, like I'm <laughs> everyone, I'm Vince Troya. You heard Josh Young. We have Alicia Massey and Geraldine Jordan here joining us for the Swayze adjacent film, Eyes Wide Shut. Everyone, this is a sexy, sexy film. It may be the sexiest Christmas movie I've ever seen. And it's not like <laughs> sexy in the like, oh, this is fun and like we're having a good time sexy. This is like a threatening, this is a threatening sexy movie. It's going to make us uncomfortable. Yeah. I found the unrated version after weeks of hunting for this DVD. I found the unrated Blu-ray. So um, it's just, it's nuts. I'm so excited to watch it with you. Do we have any experience, everyone? When was the last time you saw it? Have you seen it? Do you like it? Do you dislike it? What are your opinions about this film? I'm a virgin. Yeah, I've also never seen it. I think same. I don't think I've seen it. Holy oh shit, God. really? So you're well, the only one who has experience, Vince, and this is like a Christmas movie for you. You like it. This he's is a, ve- He's very experienced. Well, this is a Christmas movie. I don't know if I would say I like it. Um, I think the last time I watched it, I gave it like a two out of five. Nice. But uh, it's a Christmas movie like I have never seen before, right? It's directed by Stanley Kubrick, obviously. He did... 
uh, The Shining. He did Clockwork Orange. He did Lolita. He did uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, right? And we have a few adjacents in this film. That's why we're watching it. Mr. Tom Cruise and Sidney Pollack, who we watched in The Outsiders and The Player, are returning, right? And we're going to be watching them alongside... Todd Field from The Haunting and Twister, and Nicole Kidman. Mm, the Nicole Kidman. That's the real reason why I want to R-N-R. watch it. R&R. The, the MC spokesperson. I've been trying to work in a Nicole Kidman movie into this podcast for I a know. little while, and I am so happy that we got Thanks, to Thanks, Tom do Cruise. This. We love you. Oh, my dear man. middle tooth. My toxic trait is how much I deeply respect Tom Cruise's career, um, and I- I'm actually just now realizing I'm saying that on a podcast. <laughs> Dude, it's I, it's here forever. It'll well, never go away. I mean, like, I'm known to dislike Tom Cruise around here. And still, yeah, I chose this film as a Christmas film. I have a giant Tom Cruise poster of him giving a thumbs up. That's okay. all it is. So it's, I, I, I guess I have opinions about Tom Cruise as well. <laughs> you love the meatball. Dude, I love that little meatball. Yeah, I think as a person, I just find him unsettling. There's something. Maybe the Scientology. Maybe his weird excitement on that talk show. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Well, maybe like the, we can like feel good about it because like Stanley, Stanley Kubrick tortured him on this movie. Yeah, that makes me feel good. Yeah. It probably made him a better actor. Um, I've always appreciated Tom Cruise for his stunt work. Um, Dude, he's, he's doing all of his stunts does, left and right. Does his dick do stunts in this movie? I don't know. That I don't know. That. Like, do we... <laughs> no, no, see dong? no, no, Yeah, do we see Dong? Yes. Oh, Ooh, yes. Christmas there, came early, baby. <laughs> Christmas Dong. There's lots of nudity in this movie. Yes! Well, I mean, we it, love it. if he's doing his own stunts, I mean, that's one of the things that makes him Swayze, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. I, I uh, was just checking right now because I wanted to give everyone the warning if there was anything about it. But uh, yeah, it's just lots of sex, a little bit of violence. You consensual know. sex. Yeah, that's it, what I was going to... It oh, seems good. to be very consensual. There's orgy scenes and stuff like that in this. I don't know how an orgy... Yeah, okay. I think I think it's consensual. <laughs> I think you got to sign off on that one. Yeah, yeah. Probably sign a waiver. Like when you walk in the door, you have to like... Of course. Give your little signature and everything. Mm. But yeah... This is all like a sex cult movie. Hmm. And set at Christmas time? Yeah. The the thing, the the description on IMDb is a Manhattan doctor embarks on a bizarre night-long odyssey after his wife's admission of unfaithful longings. So Tom Cruise, after hearing that his wife has been thinking about other men, goes on this fucking sex journey through the the, As you do. The orgy clubs of New York City. Wait, you said this is all one night? Yep. This movie takes place in one night. Yep, it's like Christmas okay. Eve. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> Something like it's either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. It's They, they refer to the party as the Christmas party. All right. Yeah. It's right. lots of fucking fun. I was listening to this great podcast called Sanctum Unmasked about this guy who like uh, saw this movie and was like broke. So he was like, I'm going to start my own high class sex parties. Oh, no. Yeah. And he was doing it in real life and he made a lot of money off of it. How did those work out? Yeah. It worked out well for him, but not for his marriage. Uh, that makes sense. I would assume that something like that would happen. I think you'd have to run it by your partner and be like, hey, so... I think he's in recovery now. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was interesting, though. Like, he saw this movie and he's like, I want to make it real. Like, people want this for real. You know, yeah. this is like has demand in, like, the upper class mm-hmm. sections of society. Because they see it in movies and they want it to be real. Yeah. 
Do but he did it. I know someone that knows, uh, that works with someone who is like a wealthy in these like secret kind of mm-hmm. s- society where they eat exotic animal meat. And oh, I just God. wanted to throw that. This, these are the same people that are probably having these. Do you think they've they're ever... eating? They're eating like elephant. Oh, God. I know you're vegan, but like, have you wanted to eat an elephant? Never, not once. Mm-hmm. If it was offered to me, I might. Dude, that reminds me of this movie mm. called The Freshman. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. It's got Matthew Broderick Ooh. and not Marlon Broderick. Brando in it. Ew, what? And it involves <laughs> the trafficking of uh, endangered animals to eat. Oh my god! And mainly a Komodo dragon. It's a it's a fun fun movie. Let's it's very add, silly. Can we add it to just a list? <laughs> Any list. It's a it's a do not watch list. <laughs> I love the movie. It's great. Matthew Broderick, super fun. I it's, like Matthew it is a Broderick. comedy. I will say that it's not oh. like murder movie, but it's yeah, I like could, I could watch I Ferris Bueller eat a Komodo dragon. Yeah, yeah, and when I think Marlon Brando, I think comedy genius. Oh, it's it's weird. Put some shit in your mouth, Marlon. <laughs> it's a real weird movie. More cotton balls. I, I think not to spoil too much of it, but th- there is a joke about the Godfather in it. They're like, you know, he looks just like the Godfather. Don't mention it to him. He hates it. You know, so it's like the Godfather exists in this movie and Marlon Brando is the actor of the Godfather. And this guy's just supposed to look exactly like him. Does but. any other media exist in the this world that we're going to see? Yeah. Any part of reality that in Eyes Wide Shut? Yeah. Um, I know that there is a, a video on top of the television. I can't remember what it is for the life of me now. I think it may be The Shining. Like, oh, see, well, that makes sense. While while uh, Nicole Kidman and um, Tom Cruise get stoned at one point, they go and watch a movie, which actually leads to a fun story. When when I was doing some research about this, I found two really important things that I wanted to note to you. First of which involves Blockbuster, mm. because this took so long to to fucking record and you know actually make the movie. Their kids started developing English accents. That's how long it took for them. As Americans, they started talking like fucking Brits because they were in England for so long, Stanley right? Stanley Kubrick be doing that, man. He, like he in do- Full Metal Jackie, he had them living on set. Like the set was actually an army base. Like they were actually like at boot camp yeah. for two years. Vincent D'Onofrio gave Nicole Kidman and fucking Tom Cruise the advice of just rent a house. Just don't even worry about a, a hotel or anything. Just just long-term Expect it. You're living there for at least a year or two. You live here now, yeah. Yeah. But while Tom Cruise was just trying to pass some time, he went to a blockbuster and he walked in, tried to rent some movies. And because he didn't have two forms of identification on him, blockbuster would not give him a membership (laughs) to then rent fucking movies. And he then picked up a, a film like... Mission Impossible or something like that. And he goes, you know this is me, right? He's like, does this count as identification? Yeah, this is my name on the box. <laughs> and this like, is a picture of me. The craziest part was while this all was happening, he had like a multi-contract, like a multi-film contract with like Universal or something like that, who was the main supplier of Blockbuster. So he was like an employee of Blockbuster roundabout. Yeah, but they wouldn't let him rent these movies. Tom Cruise is the reason Blockbuster exists. Right. He's I want to be the king of the um, blockbuster film. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be the bold employee that was like, no. Yeah. No, Tom Cruise. Get your short ass out of here. Yeah. No center tooths. Yeah, no looks, center tooths. Looks like a child to me. Um, I will always <laughs> bring this up when we talk about Tom Cruise and a center tooth that I also have a center tooth though. So, wait, no, I mean, wait, you do? Mm, I know. This is yeah. the second reveal. <laughs> yeah. Or third, I think at this point. <laughs> wait, let me see. 
Oh my god! Yeah, it's because like when I got my braces, they were like, "Yeah, we need to pull one to make room," and they were like, "Ah, oh, one of these front ones is great." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> one of these front ones is great. <laughs> great. I guess yeah. I'll just have three front teeth. That's cool. No Pick one will tooth, notice. Any the other piece of fun trivia that I found was this was based on a book. Of course it is, because Stanley Kubrick only makes mm-hmm. adaptations. That's what he does. Like, his first few films were not, and then he switched to, like, exclusively adaptations. He's a king of adaptations. Yeah, yeah. This 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 was based off of an Austrian book by Arthur Schlinzer. I think it was how you pronounce his last name. Um, but it's called Raspity. Rasp, Raspity? Rhapsody. 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 <laughs> oh, yes. Rhapsody, the dream novel, also known as Tutaman Novel, right? It seems to be pretty accurate to the the story of what it sounds like, but this was also developed into a uh, a, a movie in the 1960s. Yeah. Or excuse me, it was a TV show in Austria in the 1960s and a low budget movie in, in Italy in 1989 called The Nightmare in Venice. Mm. So if this tickles you, there's more visual media out there for you to to check out mm-hmm. along with the book if 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 you like it. We'll Hell see yeah. how this goes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. This see if my marriage can survive this 159 <laughs> minute 1999 movie. So it's we're in for it. It's pre 9/11 baby. Pre 9/11. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. was the world like back then? I don't remember. Obviously sex we're, cult parties. Yeah, we're about to watch it. <laughs> That's what we're it was about like. To experience it. Now, this was filmed in in New York and in London, so keep an eye out and try to see if you can spot some differences. There was lots of set work, which was really fucking cool. But yeah, I don't know what else to cover before we watch this. Do you mean uncover? Uncover. Ooh, Ooh Geraldine, I like the way you're looking. Oh, yeah. Well, are you excited? Are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. Yes. I'm tingling. So how was that? What do you think? That was a sexy, sexy movie, right? More fear than love. (laughs) For me. I could have used more. I thought it was actually pretty pretty restrained. Honestly, I did think it was more tame than what you let on that it was going to be. Well, it was NC... or well, like it's what was unrated. We we got the unrated version, right? I can't imagine what the rated version. That's is. what I was. It was yeah. there was like people like obscuring the thrusting mm-hmm. in the oh, okay. the rated version, right? Got it. Okay, but yeah. I uh, no, I are we just seeing scenes of it? Like, <laughs> well, this is just the IMDb. Oh, okay. I can I, if you're if you're distracted, no, I can change fine. it. Just Here some a little bit of half naked bodies. It's whatever. <laughs> it was this entire movie. I th- I feel like there was only like two or three scenes where people were actually fully clothed the entire time. Yeah, and at some point I think 
uh, being able to remember characters not by their name or the role they play, but about their bare, you know, their bare breasts. That's how I kept track of people. Um, says a lot about the movie yeah, as, as a whole. As little uh, sex that occurred that I, as compared to what I thought was going to be happening, it really did normalize walking around with your naked body. And I was like, oh, this is just fine. Like I would see a new naked body being like, oh yeah, that's, that's normal. That's a new one. Mm-hmm. Like I want to go home and just ex- just be more nude. I think. Yeah. In general. Yeah. After seeing this, it just feels kind of like, oh, okay. Like, this is my house. I can just walk around like this. It's fine. You yeah. can. Is it polite? Yeah. Well, I mean, why, why do you ask if it's polite or not? Because I have a roommate. I mean, I know Alicia has a roommate. Yeah. That my situation is also a little different. Cause yeah. Well, it's platonic though, which is still the same. <laughs> yeah, but also like it's a straight male. You know, the, the, I'm, a, the, I'm a woman. Sure. It's a little different. A little bit. A little bit. I'm picking up what you're laying down. I'm understanding. But I am also saying that, like, it is your home. And you, that is the place where you should feel comfortable to be naked, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like. Well, I wouldn't shame it. I'm just wondering if it's polite. Yeah. I mean. Just, just be a cool dude about it, I guess, you know? The cooler you are about it, the less awkward. Well, do you think yeah. it's polite that Tom Cruise unassumingly comes to, you know, I, I don't know that he fully understood the type of gathering he was attending. I think he had like an idea. Oh, he, he had, had a vibe. no idea. Yeah. But like, do you think nudity was polite in the situation in which it was thrust upon him? Uh, you know, like. Well, they was, didn't, he didn't end up having to take his clothes off. No, so no, polite. but he was like, too. he, you know, was, you know, engaging with that space full of nudity. Mm-hmm. That, the, the, the sex cult. Yes. The, the 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 it's 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 a sax cold. It's an orgy. It's a bunch of people just fucking chilling. It was just awkward every way we put it. It was weird. It was like I've never seen such a thing before. I've never seen anything in another movie that's like this before. You know, like mm-hmm. how did you feel about that entire fucking everything about it? Like we had to go through. T- passwords to get in we had to have a fucking goofy outfit that was the same but different well we, I, like <laughs> i think one of us mentioned like living in detroit or going to events in detroit some of this is like been there done that mm-hmm. um that's why i think it was a little tame like i feel like such a freak for thinking that this was tame and i'm like would i really be that mad if my husband went to that party and didn't really do anything um, I'd be just, more like checking it out. I'd be more mad that he just like kept leaving the house and coming back like multiple times throughout yeah, the night. I'm like watching the kid and be like, oh, and yeah, I'm like, okay, like when are you going to be back? Well, like, cause it that- is like a douche thing to do. Yeah. Like, he, he leaves and leaves her in charge of the kid. Mm-hmm. It's like multiple they, times. They already had the babysitter. Mm-hmm. They could have hired the babysitter longer and just stayed out all night. All night. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But like also when we talk about this party, it was like there were people having sex, but it was like a couple over here, a couple over there and a bunch of people just awkwardly like watching. Like it was just, it it was almost like someone at home, like watching porn on their television or something. It wasn't Mm. like very personal. It was very much like, and you're disconnected too, so you can't see people's faces. I also like sort of expected, yeah, like, okay, instead of just two people banging, I'm like, oh, it's like a, like a, like a pulsating room of flesh and masks. Right. I thought it would be like a way more like a cerebral situation. Yeah, just like a little bit heightened. Whereas like this, it's like, can I really be that? Like, what was this? Yeah, and, and what what is the big danger? Yeah, and like I, you know, I'm like a a horror buff, right? So I watch a lot of like horror, and some of it's like extreme horror, and I'm like, I think I'm very desensitized to just things generally. So like, the house is 
or the house like Jack built is like a pretty extreme horror movie. And like that stuff at this point, I'm just like, Oh, this is like fine. It's so, like when I see like something that's really like extreme sex, I'm like, this is just like pretty like chill, but like people are watching. Like, like it doesn't yeah. even feel that taboo. I, I feel like, like your comparison of like just watching porn is very like right there because of how detached everyone was. Mm-hmm. We were, everyone was wearing masks mm-hmm. and cloaks and hoods and stuff like that. You know, and only a few people were participating and then their faces were even covered in many of the situations. So it was just like, oh yeah, like this is just like an out of focus porno for like in 1999 when everyone didn't have high speed in the internet and then like couldn't just watch it all the time. You know, yeah, like you had I to I guess if we're it. taking like the fact that it was out used in 1999, right? Yeah. So like maybe the time frame too, like, is matters in this case. Yeah, like Stanley we, Kubrick never watched porn on the internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was pre-Pornhub. He didn't know. <laughs> that that's that's the mile marker. I think we should have pre-internet mm-hmm. porn and post-internet mm-hmm. porn. Yeah, at least when we're looking at movies that are full of naked people. Yeah, well, I mean, like. I imagine we'll get to it eventually, but this movie came out at theaters, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, you know, it's, you don't see this kind of shit at the theater too much anymore. A lot of people think that media is like really desexualized now. Well, see, that was one thing that Stanley Kubrick was actually looking into like while he was filming this because he wanted to still make it mainstream. So he was like watching movies like Showgirl and Fatal Attraction mm. and stuff like that to see what like, like what pushes the edges, what well, pushes yeah. the limits in well, terms of stuff that people are willing to accept in terms of media. Exactly. And some of those things in those movies were pretty extreme. Imagine and- watching fucking Showgirls. Dude. Yeah, and I guess like we do have to keep in mind like he is a mainstream person like in mm-hmm. cinema like he's not trying to make a movie that's like not going to go to theaters or go to like certain theaters right it's still a movie that we're like yeah putting out into the world that people are going to see it's not a small art house movie, right necessarily mm-hmm. yeah a hundred percent my understanding is that he had like a money guy who handled all the money stuff for him so yeah. he didn't have to worry about the funding for his movies and he could just make the movies really crazy i mean well, that's ideal yeah right. like, no limit per se he was like, also getting like final cut and stuff like that just like built in because it's stanley kubrick you know like he's had that since something like the shining or before mm-hmm. so yeah he was just making whatever movies he wanted and people were just going to see them and it's weird that he wanted to make this movie like what a weird movie to want to make i was like thinking that i was like kubrick like what like what was his purpose like he yeah, like, why did he want to make this film? Uh, like, when he made Lolita, he wanted to make a movie that was impossible to make. Like, he was like, I want to make the, the most fucking, the shit that no one wants to touch. I'm going to make that. And that then he sense. made it. And they liked it. And then he put that shit in this movie. It's gross. You know, like, the, the gross costume guy? With yeah. his daughter? Ugh. Was this tailored for, was this written for Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman? Was, like, was that... You know, sometimes it, someone writes a story with someone in mind, like yes. Greta Gerwig, I think, wanted yeah. Margot Robbie as Barbie. Well, this one. <laughs> the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick was trying to make it for like 20 years, right? Oh. And he so really saw it as a different movie when it started off. He th- he viewed it oh. like as a comedy, you I'm know? S- what? <laughs> I don't know. Dude. Uh. Maybe like, it was like an hour shorter. Are we talking about like the mm. common term of comedy or like the? I, I honestly am not sure, but still, he thought it was a comedy. So I have some alternative casting for you. All right. Yes. For Bill, 
We have Harrison Ford, Johnny Depp, Alec Baldwin, Woody Allen, no. Steve oh, Martin, no. uh, Dustin Hoffman, no. Warren Beatty, no. Alan Alda, Albert Brooks, Bill Murray, Tom Hanks, and Sam Shepard. Some of these people have, like, disgusted me. That was insane. Yeah. Like I said, he wanted to make this for well, 20 years, so he was even thinking about this in the 70s. I guess if Steve Martin were in it, it would be a comedy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Steve oh, Martin, he just Woody Allen. Like, he's just like, whoops, my hands are on your breasts. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, that they were all up for Bill and like at least being considered and stuff like that. Mm. I found a like one for each of the others, right? So Harvey Cattell was supposed to play Victor, Sidney oh, Pollack's character, nice. but because of some like artistic differences and scheduling and stuff like that, he left. Sidney Pollack got recast. And his wife was actually supposed to be uh, Jennifer Jason Lee oh. instead of the woman that was playing. I'm not sure who she was off the top of my head. But I did find that Domino, the prostitute that mm-hmm. you know approached him that mm-hmm. was HIV positive. With the Yabos. Yeah, with the Yabos. <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart went out for that role. What? Yeah. No, ma'am. Yeah, this was like in peak huh. Sabrina wow. and stuff like that. That's odd. Yeah, yeah, that's different. I also found that while like Alec Baldwin was being considered for Bill, Kim Basinger was being considered mm. for Alice because they were another yeah. real life couple, and right. that's something that Kubrick wanted to do. Mm. Yeah, this was one of his only ones that he didn't have like the whole cast already like picked out mm. beforehand. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I uh, I don't know how I would feel seeing like Harrison Ford or I anyone like that. I can't picture this plot even turned into a comedy with those players. I don't know what that looks like. I don't no. want to know. <laughs> yeah. How is this? A, how is this a, a, a comedy movie? I mean, he's a silly man. He, it's a situational like, comedy. He's oh, the situation is. I'm at like, the orgy. <laughs> nudity. Nudity is the foundation of what makes this movie. You know, it gives it its rating. It gives it its kind of lure. But like. Can you? I sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's how high I am. I'm so sorry. No, the nudity was I like. But oh, none of those men, none of those players, do I want to see in any kind of undress, like a sexual or like manner being super even? sexy. Yeah. Whereas like Tom in- Cruise was had his top off once, and I was like, uh, they're, they're giving me that at least. I don't want to see Bill Murray with his shirt off. But also, yeah, and, like, Tom Cruise, I think when this movie was made, was, like, still within his, like, prime range, like, as far as being, like, a very hot man in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Like, whereas I can't imagine, again, like, someone like Steve Martin or Bill Murray or, like, whatever, playing, like, a very sexy, seductive Woody Allen. Oh, Uh, my God. That's gross (laughs) on so many other levels. (laughs) Yeah. Horrifying. No. It, it's it was a weird weird. I'm so glad list we landed people, with right? Tom Cruise. Yeah, and Nicole Goodman. I'm glad that we went on that journey with those two beautiful looking specimens mm-hmm. in their prime. Yeah, we should feel lucky for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of that exact thing, Fashion Corner. Uh, everything that Nicole Kidman wore in this movie, because Nicole Kidman was uh, ten out of ten. Nicole Kidman at mm-hmm. the time. Everything was amazing. Incredible. The dresses, mm-hmm. the fucking, even just the camel coat she had at the, the end little, of the movie. The little sheer tank. Yes, the with little those, sheer, like, with the little underwear. like boy cut yes. underwear with that she's basically arguing and making her point like, you don't see me as anything other than your wife. 
and this mm-hmm. body in this, this body and like body. this incredible body um and that little sheer moment is like to me one of the best fashion decisions i've seen on film like oh yes and 100%. it's so simple and but and also like again restraint it was almost like an alien and it's mm-hmm. almost like no. the white was like a specific choice too because it's like oh white represents like purity and she's talking about like a very like hey like you're seeing me as this like sex symbol but i'm like also a person that has other traits yes being a sex symbol but also a person who has other traits must be very difficult for nicole kidman i mean it must be (laughs) it's gotta be i would assume i mean this is nicole kidman she's a very talented lady and she's she's very capable of playing very complex characters which i know comes from probably a very interesting place and when you see her with the mask in the bed at the end you can (laughs) you can believe that she has done all mm-hmm. the stuff that has not been portrayed on screen. It's just like, it's just the, the one image yeah. and you get all the information that you need. Mm-hmm. Whereas we had to watch Tom Cruise bumble around for an hour and a half to get all the other information. You know? Right. Like I would have loved to see, I think one of my biggest complaints of the movie is I want more Nicole Kidman all the mm-hmm. time everywhere. Yep. AMC theater and beyond. I want it all. Yeah. Like, like watching her work through her realizations, yes. honestly, would have been a much more interesting movie I'd, as compared I'd love to, to see the other perspective like, of the of the movie. But yeah. knowing that she has been exposed to Scientology, which has very cult like behavior mm-hmm. within this time frame, is insane to me. So that's why I want to see what she would have fucking dug out of the trenches to bring this character that she already she did her job. Mm-hmm. She beyond did her job. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see her more more character development. Um, and to me, it's a very Kubrick thing to do to really just center yes. in on the man's entire experience of experiencing a woman. And, and it's like, yeah. you know, the way that yeah. he blends their, their personal life in the, in the film experience mm-hmm. over the course of multiple years of filming mm-hmm. a movie, like she was feeling and actually living all those emotions. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like there's just all finds your un- roles. There's like gotta mm-hmm. be Such all this way. unused mm-hmm. footage or just like unused, yeah. like emotion at the very least mm-hmm. behind her performance in and this like, movie. And it's, it's palpable. You can feel mm-hmm. it, you know? Also, if we compare this to The Shining, are we not just seeing a man kind of delving into his own madness in a way again? Like, but scary. this time it's like yeah. sex. He becomes fueled, a like, he becomes a villain. Like within a like one frame, you're like, oh, this is his villain. Okay, now he's the bad guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's the crazy one. No, yeah, yeah. definitely. She shouldn't have invited him into the apartment. Definitely. No. Like, as soon as she did, I was like, mm, don't do that. Mm-mm. Didn't you say it was like va- vampire vibes? He's the vampire. <laughs> yeah, he, he invited is the himself vampire. In. I mean, he was in an interview with vampires. Mm-hmm. He, so. he is the vampire. vampire. He's not the one that's getting interviewed, but he's the other one. Yeah, he's one of them. Interview E. <laughs> So I found a fun fact about the Nicole Kidman officer scene, right? Mm. So when that was being filmed, it took place over the course of six days, right? Okay. He just shot those sexy, sexy blue scenes yes. for six straight days. That's a horny six days. Yeah, like how long were these shoots, I wonder? Yeah. Oh my God. Like- the the naval officer has a, an extremely small, you know, like filmography. Like this may be his only movie kind of situation. Dick. I really you thought know? you were going to say extremely small dick, and that's why I we mean, never you saw don't it. Know, I guess. But <laughs> it really says on here that uh, he He's would. A porno actor. <laughs> he he said that uh, Bill was not allowed on set. Like they wouldn't let Tom Cruise on set. For these six days that Nicole Kidman <gasps> oh was filming sex scenes with another so man. 
we end. assume he hasn't. He didn't see them until the actual movie's release, or whatever. presumably, like, yeah. Should go home, taken good care of, and having eaten snacks all day, yeah. and just like laid around and, and had a nice time. And then she gets home and she's all happy, and he's like, "Can I come to set?" Yeah. No. Like, no. No. He, Stanley no. says no. He got them both this like, yeah, we're not talking about what happens in our sex scenes and stuff like that to the to the other. To heighten the anxiety of the characters <gasps> and stuff like that. So yeah. It almost so almost like a little bit of like real emotion too behind it. And like, manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. It was Ooh. it was straight up that he just like, yeah, you can't come. You can't talk about it. He just has to wonder about you what can't happened. Come? Yeah. You can't <laughs> come. No nut. You can't December. stop me. <laughs> it is Christmas time. Okay. Yeah, it's a Christmas so. movie. Ben. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I mean, okay, so... But that tracks. This would be remembered, I think, as, like, a very asshole thing for Stanley Kubrick to do if it wasn't to Tom Cruise. Well, this... I mean, he kind of deserves it. Like, he... I just feel inside that... Like, he really fucked up Tom Cruise's life with this movie. Yeah. But did he, though? If it wasn't Tom Cruise... I still think he would be remembered because this went into the Guinness Book of World Records for the longest consecutive shoot at 400 days. Oh, I, Are I you serious? That's so fucking long. Yeah, that's super 400 every days day for over a year. Like, how long are generally his uh, the movies that he films? Like, I, I have mean, no the idea. He's filming for. Usually, people can do a movie Usually in like does it a, long a few months. weeks or a month. Right, you yeah. know, if you're really pressed, like three you know, weeks. Avatar you know? three, it might take you ten years. But yeah. Full Metal Jacket was also <laughs> fucked up. Like, it took an obs- obscene amount of time. Obscene amount of time. But they weren't time. necessarily filming the whole time. Yeah. They, 400 were, consecutive days is yeah. madness. Yeah. It is. And that's the Stanley Kubrick madness. And that's what he like wants in his movies. He wants like to it. break them. So I just mean to say, no, maybe it would be remembered, but we might remember it as like a huge dick move. Mm-hmm. But instead we're like, well, I mean, he kind of fucked up Tom Cruise's life and that's great because it got him, it got Nicole Kidman away from him. I mean, she's thriving right now. I feel like yeah. so. So, like, in that way, it's good. But, like, if you fucked over some other guy's life who who wasn't Tom Cruise. Yeah, like, that was, like, an actual, like, nice dude. Like, oh, this guy did not deserve that. Like, Yeah. I, I don't know. Who were the other guys? Uh, if you fucked Steve up Johnny Martin. Depp's life, I think. <laughs> well, Johnny Depp that. fucked up his well, own life anyway. So. Yeah, Johnny Depp fucked I mean, up his own life. He's I a Hollywood he, vampire now, so. <laughs> I think, actually, he would have been good in the movie. But otherwise, uh, Tom I, Cruise, I think, is good. Yeah. Maybe it would have fucked up Johnny Depp's life and stopped him from becoming more of a madman. Yeah, maybe it would have like preemptively he fucked up his been a life. Pirate. <laughs> maybe it could have been good for everyone. And I mean, like, arguably, this movie is good for everyone, right? Like, Tom Cruise now is like, I just want to film myself jumping off of cliffs. Yeah, yeah and we're like, I will pay to see that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Regardless know. of which way it goes, I'm entertained. I'm really so. into it. <laughs> yeah, the, this also came out two years before their divorce because you were asking about mm-hmm. it, Geraldine. So yeah, they they lasted for another two years officially. Ooh, that had to be a rocky two yeah. years. I, I bet as gonna... soon as the movie was something <laughs> like, Ugh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it had dude, to be rough. I don't know. This was rough the entire time. The anxiety between the two characters was very much apparent, mm. and like Tom Cruise, just like, I mean, he was the problem. He was the one that needed to go to therapy and talk to some people and get some get some shit off his fucking mind. He was a mess. I'd yeah. rather go on four car- taxi rides through New yes. York. Yes. How many there. times was he in a car? He in was in one, so one much. night. I didn't note the them because movie. they were all transitions. Like like I, mm-hmm. I noted only the scenes. I didn't note any of the transitions oh because God. half of them were car rides. 
Vince, did you know how much he spent on, on taxi fare? <laughs> I, I don't know how much off the top of my head, but I can tell you a total in the moment. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Because he got like four different taxis and I we only heard the total of one of the taxi And it was rides, the one that he wanted to wait. $78 right? or something. He wanted it to idle he gave out. Him like an 80, he gave him an even 80 and was like, just chill. Here's yeah, half of What was up with bill. that? Yeah. And then he ripped it in half and he's like, I'll give you the other half when, also, if you wait. No, you can't just tape up the $100 bill. and. I think you can. Wait, what? Yeah. I worked at a bank. I'm pretty sure you can. I'm yeah, pretty sure you can too, yeah. You just need that strip that oh. makes it money, right? And that's in the left, or I think it's in the right side. I feel like there's a scam waiting to happen. So without the ta- or the, the, the cab fare, Without the in. three other cabs. Yeah, yeah. Without, yeah without the Four exact cabs. number of, like, because I'd, I'd have to go and look up what the average fare was in 1999 in New York in City mileage. for cab. In yeah, mileage and all that kind of stuff. Well, it took him $75 to get from the one party to the other party. Well, everything that we that's knew true. and was defined... Bill spent $1,055 over the course of one evening. It's Christmas. That seems right to me if you're getting goods and services. Yeah, but he, he wasn't getting any services. I can tell you that. He got a service. Yeah, a lot of was it driving. was like he, he didn't, didn't buy get anything for oh. anyone else. No. It was what? all just him. He's a little greedy Santa boy. Yeah, he rented himself a a little fancy man costume for a sex party. Like, I'm not really sure this movie is trying to tell us. Like, I keep thinking about the fact that, like, that Dr. Hartford has status because he's a doctor and he's a white man. But, like, at the end of the day, he gets so upset that his wife fantasizes about somebody else that he, like, goes off the rails. And is like, I gotta, like, fuck other people or experience. Like, I don't know what he's trying to do. Like, I'm... I don't know. Yeah, he uses his 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 doctor status constantly throughout the film. Think about this though. Okay, what if it's still a class thing, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. At the very beginning of the movie, he's interacting with Nick Nightingale. Nick Nightingale, he's working class. He's there mm-hmm. to work. Mm-hmm. He gets told to leave the conversation, mm-hmm. and we can only assume because he's fraternizing with the guests. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doctor Hartford thinks he's rich, but he's a doctor. He provides a service. He does work. Mm-hmm. He's not rich in the way these other people are rich he like, earns that money like what does his buddy do Vic uh yeah what's he do I've got no idea what he does exactly because he's rich oh and he he does cocaine and heroin with yes. girls yeah at the same time sure. uh-huh mm-hmm. so I mean he yeah he thinks he's high class and we think he's high class because of how he lives but we noted a maximalist style that painting the cat was shit like he's new money <laughs> Right? Yeah. And he has to pretend. he. The reason he gets found out isn't because he doesn't know the second password. It's because he rented his tux. Mm-hmm. And showed up in a taxi. And he yep. showed up in a taxi. Like, and, why wouldn't you rent a limo or be fancy? Like, you're going to and a his weird receipt party, is in but... his pocket, and then he checked his coat. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't even know to cover up after himself. He's not rich. And they, they smelled it on him. Mm-hmm. It's just like how he's disgusted when he goes to Domino's apartment. He's, he's sitting there in the kitchen. Yeah. You can see that he's disgusted by the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That's very that's very much rooted in Scientology is that they want you for your money. I um, I went there once with my husband yeah. for an open house, the one in Detroit, because they uh, started advertising with the paper I worked for. And so we went to their open house where they gave you like an abundance of like white wine and shrimp. Scrimp scrimp what and what it was during christmas time and there was a woman playing very ambiguous christmas songs like none that i recognized and they would send people over to kind of gauge if me and my husband if we had money or if we were really interested we looked really nice that night Mm -hmm. and i think that's what they wanted so i feel like that same thing that like dividing you from like 
being included in this elite exclusive club slash cult slash underground society. But like, why did Tom Cruise agree to do this movie then? That's what I'm having a hard time understanding. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't understand either. Well, it was it was the kind of thing where Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise had very different feelings about the experience of the movie, right? Nicole Kidman went on record saying this was like at a film class every single day. It was one of the best acting experiences of my life. Stanley Kubrick treated me great. I loved all of it. I learned so much there about acting in just general, you know, like it was it was a master class. Tom Cruise was like, if I didn't take this movie, I would kick myself for the rest of the lo- my life not working with Stanley Kubrick. And then mm-hmm. Stanley Kubrick treated him like that. Yeah. He treated him like a little cuck. He treated him like a little fucking cuck the entire <laughs> the time. Yeah. You know what? That man, what a boss. <laughs> like if you gotta make up for making the shining at least, at least do it to Tom Cruise. You, yeah, yeah. And you bring Nicole Kidman on, and you treat Nicole Kidman amazing. You it's my favorite like Tom you're, Cruise movie You're the so best. Far. I like yeah. Interview with the Vampire because you know you, you, they they cut him up and they feed him to the gators. Mm-hmm. And they light him on fire. It's awesome. But this movie, he you know he's really there, and he's like, well, I don't want to be doing this. <laughs> I don't want to be doing this. That's him the whole time. Yeah. Why is he doing that? Like, you I know, mean. I feel like he did want to be doing it, though. And then he's in the apartment with that. So much so yeah. that he has to, like, bargain cock. with a, a costume shop yes. owner in the middle of the night, like, no. hey, I know you don't do this, but uh, I like, really got to get this cloak. Like, oh, your daughter's getting sexually assaulted by two Japanese men. Oh, uh, I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. You're calling the cops. Don't call the cops. Yeah, like, is it, I feel like there's so many things we could, like, talk about in regards to, like, the messaging in this movie. It's, like, what talking it? about, like, the deepest, darkest corners of like human nature like when it comes to sex too like i mean like many of the women in the movie were just treated like objects like well, he even told her you're like yeah. he even spoke to his wife in a way that made you think he didn't see her as a person 100 he's not respectful to his wife Mm-mm. no when that mask was sitting out on the pillow that, uh, and well, his face you're yes. like oh and you're like yeah motherfucker that yeah it's just got you so motherfucker i thought Crimbus? Yeah. And that shot of her just like in that kind of very cool light, her face has been like puffy and crying and she's got this cigarette in the morning. Mm-hmm. I've never, like that is my favorite Nicole Kidman I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. That moment, that shot, it said it all. She didn't have to be in half of the movie, which she wasn't, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't. Um, But Tom Cruise just got to, you know, meander around the city, cab to cab to cab. Somehow to cab. just like having random people be like, let's make out or like maybe. Oh, people yeah. were a magnet to him. Like, no, I mean, like Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise. I'm not trying to argue with that. But like people were throwing themselves yeah. at him. That's was that was like, come on. Yeah, it's like, OK. Does, was it like a pheromone thing? Like, does yeah. it smell like bunny? <laughs> like, is that what it is? He did, he did dress in a way that was like, oh, I have things. And he like, will just give $300 for like slipping a kiss on a lady. Yeah. It's got to yeah. be very slow, though. <laughs> the, it's it's the slowness that is what That's made what, him yeah. pay her the money, you know? 100 per minute. The, the, yes, the movie would be shorter if <laughs> everyone wasn't getting paid by the hour. <laughs> and, I want, and I want that gig. That, I want that gig. Yes. This movie was so slow. Why was Nicole Kidman acting like she was getting paid by the hour? I don't she know. She was getting paid by the, by the elongated syllable. Yeah, but you know what? Thinking back on it now, 
I kind of like the fact that if you think about this as a 24 hour kind of span, that a lot has happened. They've run themselves through a lot of emotional experiences, Tom Cruise, especially the idea that <laughs> he looks a little strung out by the end is, mm-hmm. and his, his uh, facial hair, like he, he hadn't shaved and maybe that day. Yeah. And she's totally exhausted. I kind of like the sleepy wine drunk of it all. Like it makes it. But that's not even the first half of the first act. (laughs) I know. know, They really set it up. But it's, we were talking, that was our favorite part of the movie was actually the the beginning. We liked some of the pre-culty stuff. Oh, yeah. Because like the cult stuff just really turned it on its head. Like I... Like, I understand I, I don't why, why it happened because mm-hmm. things were just, like, escalating. And I think it was to show us, like, how much he was willing to go through to, like, get what he wanted. And then maybe he found out it wasn't what he wanted because of how dramatic and, like, crazy things turned out to be. But, uh, like, I, I, I expected I just, the cold stuff to be, like, most of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I expected the sex party to be, like, at least, like, more than one act. It was, like, less than half an hour. Yeah, but how much time can you spend just, like, listening to, like, Gregorian chants, looking at, like... Fucking. Well, if but, your but wife like, is at the party, it's a, whole, it's a whole separate thing. But also the level of fucking was very interesting. It was kind of mechanical. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, like, very how, long can we, how long can we spend on that? I, I also liked the naked dancing that those people... Like, it was, oh, like, yeah. a closed person like and a naked yeah. person dancing like as he was dancing. being like escorted out. For me, yeah. yeah. What Best was that dancing. about? What do you mean? That's dancing. Well, I understand that, but like, <laughs> was it, were those the people, was it like a pre-sex thing or a post-sex thing? Or was that like the people that were like, oh no, well, I don't like, want to do sex stuff. We have stuff, nothing else to do. But Let's I just... can dance with a naked person. It looked like aftercare to me. That, that makes sense. I think when I, when you said there was going to be like a sex orgy party, like I was thinking like more, more intimate and less like weird. Like I didn't picture, I didn't know it was going to be a cult kind of situation. I was just picturing like, oh, like we're going to like a, fancy house where like there's a bunch of people together just having fun I generally having more fun Nicole Kidman, and that's yeah like, I, thought I thought they were, they were both included that's so what I, I thought. thought too man we had a way better movie in mind yes I think I, honestly, I do I personally think because I would love to see them together in that environment both struggling to figure it out but also like wait we should lean into us this is going to save our marriages kind of like lending ourselves to these desires yeah. you're clearly a cook Oh, we were oh, we were all expecting a more sex positive movie. And we I got, thought it was gonna be <laughs> like sorry, them we- <laughs> having sex separately, but like seeing each other have sex, and then at the end they would like come together, and be like, "No, we want each other." Yeah. Like kind of situation. Yeah, that's not what happened. No, it's. Not. <laughs> I mean, at the end they were like, "Yeah, we have an understanding," but it wasn't. It didn't feel it warm. Didn't happen in a positive way. <laughs> I don't think many things in the movie happen in a positive way. No, it's all bad. What was it? Okay, I like that Tom Cruise has never worked again since then. You know. He just really ran. just ever since took he just off. ran. It's sad, but you know I like it. <laughs> I, I wanted to, to ask about the um, the costume store owner's daughter, Lily Sobolewski. Love her. Like, did not expect to see her first and foremost. Secondly, what was up? Because was that guy? in with the you know with with Sidney Pollock at the end when he's like everything was a ruse for you this entire time we did everything to fuck with you this was all just a conspiracy like do you feel as if that was the case like the 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 shop owner was involved or was that a completely different thing that like 
he didn't call the cops on it, and then those people well, implied I, had sex with his daughter. I almost think that he knew that they that was happening, but had to put on a show for Tom Cruise's character mm. to be like, "Oh, like this is wild. I don't know why my daughter is doing this. What's happening? Why is this happening? Yeah, exactly. He was like providing cover for himself, and that is part of like that was the pre-reveal that the whole thing is a ruse. Like you know. It's a separate situation, but it's an analog for the mm-hmm. bigger situation. Or almost mm-hmm. like maybe he is because his costume shop was like a little extravagant. And they had like kind of fancy like masks and stuff and like costumes. Like, I don't know. Maybe they're all like working together. Like the guy was pimping out his daughter. There's no doubt about 100%. that. No, 100%. Yeah. And that, that's disgusting, especially mm-hmm. given that Stanley Kubrick made a Lolita movie. Mm-hmm. Like, so he should know how disgusting this shit is so he put it in the movie it's like you were saying like there are more disgusting things than like rich people just having sex parties well like mm-hmm. maybe that is he's part like a, of it though that they're rich like a, and the money supersedes any kind of like moral obligation yeah and this guy's bad because he's a working guy and he's pimping out his daughter it is disgusting but yeah it's, it's like everyone everyone in the movie's bad it's just a bunch of different layers of bad except for nicole kidman who's perfect yeah, like blaming a sex worker, like making it feel like she overdosed when really there's an abuse of power there. And mm-hmm. like, but yeah, I, I ultimately think that bringing the idea of sex trafficking a, your own child into it just kind of underlines that the world is like a bad place and bad things happen everywhere. So like advert your eyes from the rich people and the cloaks and the mask. This motherfucker's not even wearing a mask. Yeah, he's he's out in the open hat, like being terrible. So, like, don't worry about us. Like, I thought the demasking scene was really intense as well. Mm -hmm. But you wanted him to be naked. Oh, I wanted him to be so (laughs) naked. I was. It was disappointing. Yeah, disappointed because I really thought there was going to be some male nudity. Because that lady was already naked that took his place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was that was that Mandy. Are we to believe that? Yeah, I think so. I yeah. think it We're was to believe Mandy. it, yeah. Hmm. I dude, that's what it makes it sound like at, at the last little thing he talks to Sydney about or what's his name? Victor, excuse me. Sydney Pollock. Sydney Pollock? Pow that's not his name. Doesn't matter. Victor. <laughs> when he talks to Victor. He he's all just like, Yeah, this this could have just been a thing that she did because you told her yourself the other day that she's gotta stop doing these kind of drugs because she's going to overdose. And guess what? That was literally just earlier that she, night. She yeah. fucking overdosed. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. You got to move on, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I had the belief that it was Domino because uh, Domino ha- suddenly has AIDS. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how that was connected to anything. Like, it's because they, uh, you know, like, uh, like okay, they say at the ceremony where Tom Cruise has been revealed, where Bill has been revealed as a fraudster. Um, you know, her fate is sealed. And then the plague doctor takes her off. Mm-hmm. And then in the next scene that mentions her, she has AIDS. I mean, is it so more the plague just doctor like, gave her AIDS with the AIDS gun that the CIA has or whatever. I, when I think about it, I'm like, is it just to kind of be like, oh, there are consequences to just doing things like. Yeah, but when know. you're rich and HIV positive, you've got a much yeah, better 100%. chance. At, um, I just figured that they gave her AIDS and that was, uh, that was her punishment. But showing the, like the class Rather disparity. than killing right. Mandy and Mandy being the lady in the mask and then just killing her. There seems to be more poetic justice in giving, a, a, in, in them like giving her 
AIDS at the AIDS gun. Also, weaponizing AIDS is yeah. a real wild choice. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, shocked that they were like, oh, she has HIV. Well, that's why I thought what? it would be in the movie, <laughs> because Walker, Stanley Texas Kubrick Ranger? faked the moon landing, and he knows that the CIA, you know, planted AIDS. Also, like, what a weird scene that is, too, because he walks in, like, the roommates are, and she's like, oh, you are hot. Like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> and something almost yeah. happens between them, but then I don't want like, my but roommates Actually, AIDS. but, like, wait, sit down, though, because guess what? That I got. was the absolute I got a bombshell to drop. It was so fucking it goofy. It seems so unnecessary to me. Yes. Why did well, why did she go like, oh, Domino talked about how nice you were to her. and But you, you already have this information. So come inside. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why was she leading him on? Like, well, I thought she was going to be like, I'm a cop. Like I said, she's got a gun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if at any point any of these women in this movie had a gun. He would have just emptied out his wallet. He would have spent his $1,300 on the spot. He would be like, I'm mm-hmm. a doctor. And then yeah. gone home and he would have been like, well, I just got I'm a financially doctor. dominated and now I can jerk off. Yeah, exactly. And then that movie would end. <laughs> 20 minute movie. Dude. No, there were 20 minute scenes. Like, oh my God. I wish anyone would have pulled a gun on him. You're right. <laughs> yeah, no, it needed 100%. a gun. It like, needed like, a gun. wish those frat boys would have beat him up. They said a bunch mm-hmm. of F words and they called called him, told him to go back to San Francisco and stuff like that. I wish they would have just pulled out a gun, robbed him, <laughs> sent him on his way. Just take his 1300 bucks. Roll yeah. the credits. Yeah, it's like the whole time he was seeing like that there could be consequences, but like wasn't, none were happening to him, I think. Mm-hmm. Lucky so him. he just kept doing stuff. Yeah, that like, was bad. did he learn a lesson? He got warning after warning after second chance after second chance, and in the end, she fucking forgives him. She's like, still we're gonna figure it out. It. Yeah, and we're yeah. gonna fuck as soon as possible. And, I, and then yeah. she, she said warning. at the end, "We're gonna fuck." Yeah, to fix everything. The end. Yeah, it was the last line in the movie. We got to do something as soon as possible. And, and you know what? I think actually the lesson to the viewer is that fucking fixes everything. Well, if you fuck yeah. your wife, that helps. Yeah, actually just yeah. fuck. If you have a wife, please. <laughs> yeah, make her sec- come. Well, yeah, consensually if she's down. Because let's actually go back and unpack that and think about it. Okay, when she, when she says... I was fantasizing about someone else. Well, maybe what are you not doing while she's fantasizing yeah. about someone else? He is what, what he is doing. We know what he's doing. We know what he's not doing as well. But he's driving around the city in various cabs. <laughs> he spends so much time, money, in cabs. <laughs> Why does he spend so much time? Why didn't he just drive his own car? His wife's well, it, like, Because we I, I know he has a car. His wife's like, I so, want you to fuck me. And he's like, I gotta, yeah. I gotta go and look at a dead body. And I got like, almost kiss it. He almost like, mooched that dead body. No, no, there's two dead bodies. Oh, wait. oh right. Oh, yeah, the dead. Oh my god, the first guy from his wife. He's like, I gotta go look at a dead body. And then they kiss. We haven't even talked about that scene. No. Why is she in love with him? I don't know. He's just got. I think that was a trauma thing. That was she was just saying it to be to be traumatic. Because it's a book. Somebody wrote it. It doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't need to make sense. It's just like dream logic. You you're you're the doctor. You're very in charge. You go to look at your friend's dead body. Be like, that's dead body, all right. And then his daughter's like, I love you. I love you. And then she starts mooching, like, smooching you. That's fucked up. Smooching. Is this supposed to be like a man's, like, uh, fantasy? Like, that every woman that he meets is just like, I love you. I'm it was like that Mel Gibson, what women want. Like. Yes. Like, that's what they're actually thinking. For me, it was going to be like American Psycho. Yeah. Like, he, he goes everywhere and everything is just like. Yes. That, like, that's not actually what's happening. For him. That's just like what's going on in here. Like Yeah. Like, nothing that is happening to him is real because, like, why would this happen to him? You're right. Like, he, every. Every, 
everything was just working out somehow. But also not, but like, yes. And the like, way, yes yeah. and no, but and the like way he tries yes. to get in is by taking advantage of another working man. Mm-hmm. And he never checks in on him again. No. No, he's like, oh, I guess we just have to assume that he, you know. He went home to his family. He went, he has a family. In Seattle. He does he left have a family. At, I thought it was it. weird that Alan Cumming was like, I, I think it's weird he left at five. It was pretty early, but I do want to fuck your <laughs> face. Like, very briefly talk about it. What the fuck was Alan Cumming doing? I don't know. Cumming, so he read the script and he was like, no, this is a choice that I want to make. And Stanley Kubrick was just like, okay. Oh, sure, I guess. He also. He's a professional here. He also did such a good American accent. Stanley Kubrick thought he was American until no he got on the set mm-hmm. and started talking with his Scottish accent. Yeah. Hell yeah. Good job, Alan. Good for him. Because that was a really delightful scene that like it actually broke up the confusing like, what, wait, what is what are we doing and why? Yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, right. Not he doesn't have a control over just women like that. He was fawning over Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Fawning. Which is giving it that dreamlike quality too of just like mm-hmm. being this like universally accepted. But also he's like bad at his job. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> like shouldn't he be trying to take care of his guests? At the like you would think not he would telling call the them cops. Like, situations? I assumed he was the guy who was reporting back to the group because somebody along the way was reporting back and it turns out it was probably like multiple but, people. No, but the here's way. the thing. Is- well, he's having them followed. Tom Cruise's character, all he had to do was show up somewhere and be like, I'm a doctor. Here are my credentials. And people just stopped doubting anything he... Just gave him, like, gave him any information oh, they wanted. Oh, you need to come see a dead body? Absolutely. I, I looked at a piece of paper in your Yeah, wallet. because the thing wasn't just that one That wasn't scene. even your It patient. was like all of the scenes. He would just show, like the costume shop, the morgue, the hotel. Talking and to a random for something is like, well, I'm going to talk. I need to talk to her. I, I am a doctor. Oh, so you're her doctor? No, but I'm a doctor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it was. Like, Can I see oh. the body? I, I need to come on back. I need to rent a costume. I was the costume store owner's doctor a year ago. Let, oh, let me well, rent a he's costume. Gone. He's um, gone and prob- probably dead. I'll give you two hundred dollars. Do you want to come in here? Oh yeah. my god, who's fucking my daughter? Oh my god, get what the out of here, dude. I think you're right. I think it was a ruse. Yeah, it was a ruse. Yeah, I think it was a ruse. People are involved. Like, what is happening? Yeah. Well, that part of it is a separate. Yeah, it's not connected. Yeah, it's a separate ruse. ruse. Not connected. The costume shop owner is not connected. Yeah. Like specifically because he recently bought the shop. Yeah. Like he bought it from that other guy who probably was Was connected. Mm -hmm. But he's the new guy and he's not involved because he's a. He's got his and he's got his own fucking hustle, which is. Pimping out his daughter. Yeah, Pimping not his daughter. Out. So, so those dudes that he, he chased or he, he captured his just, daughter. Yes, you know she could just be a random woman. Yeah. You know, yeah, we and, don't know. And it's a separate ruse, side mm-hmm. hustle that mm-hmm. he's pretending that this woman who looks very young, who may or may not be a child, is his daughter, so that he can charge more. Right. Ruse on a ruse on a ruse. Disgusting. A Tom Cruise. Disgusting. But that. A Tom Cruise. But what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, while he is in the path of discovering what is going on with the previous night, he finds this separate ruse, and which he immediately recognizes as a ruse the next day. So when some when he is told later on by Vic that the whole thing was a ruse, he almost believes it. Right. Yeah. Like, well, all these other weird things happen. So like maybe. He almost believes it. And it's clearly not like that. It is real. But I mean, it isn't, right? It's just theater bizarre, right? We, we don't it? know how extreme isn't it, it is. Yeah, like, that, that's the thing that I think is really wild because they keep telling him, like, 
you're in danger. You shouldn't be here. We're going, if you tell anyone about this, you and your family are in danger. And we just never see any like solid evidence or displays of what they're capable of aside from assembling in cloaks and fucking in a room and getting a mask to yeah. his wife. Yes. Right. Well, right. Right. Well, no, but he lost the no, mask. He lost remember? It. So he, he probably just found it. Yeah. And remember, he did came... she find it or was it delivered to her or he walked was in the house there? with the costume right. bag. find it or yeah. was it delivered? Yeah. See, that, that's, that's why I was wondering if she was even there. I don't know if she was. If she, I don't think she was. She, someone had to be watching the kid. Yeah. Right. That's that's mainly they, the Yeah, because yeah, really she would have had to, like, make it home and, like, be in bed before he, he got I, back. Like, and he came I back three times. I did postulate a theory in which she, she was up drinking wine until he got home. But I think she would be at the mm-hmm. home, not outside the home. Right. Mm-hmm. It would be a lot easier to be like, oh, shit, he's home. I need to get myself in bed really quickly. Mm-hmm. And then have the mask. It's already been positioned. Yeah. Having, been it the pil- having, yeah having it on the pillow. Yeah, that was pillow was watching his face was yes. an incredible moment. Oh, yeah. That was nuts. And she was acting like she was asleep. She's just- <laughs> <laughs> the laughter when she wakes up, though. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Her constant laughing. Incredible. Yeah. It was chilling. Laughing fits. Yeah. She, she like she it's a medical condition. Is she the stereotypical hysterical woman? Or is it like Joker, like uh, Joaquin well, Phoenix is Joker? I just liked it because, like, the first time that it happens, Nicole Kidman has been sitting there smoking pot, and she's talking real slow. As you do. Like, she's like, I'm going to get 40 minutes out of this movie. <laughs> Did you? Mm-hmm. Uh, these two pages. <laughs> those girls you were talking to at and the, the party? Where'd you go with them? Yeah. And, like, and, and then what? all of a sudden, what? Tom Cruise puts both feet all the way into his mouth, and then she just starts fucking cracking up and it was just such an extreme it was jarring almost, i think that was my favorite you know? scene yeah my yes. my favorite absolutely how did you like why, why do you say that what what stood out to you as your favorite scene then because i know how much you liked all the fucking uh because communicating with men so, i'm so sorry it sometimes feels like that Jeez, don't be fucking I, sorry and this this Go isn't ahead. anyone specific it's just the general man of it all sometimes being a woman and communicating your feelings and have them literally stare you in the face and go i'm sorry what i didn't get that mm-hmm. like laughter is the best thing my body and mind can do in that moment that isn't just complete rage yeah and like <laughs> and he isn't even like i don't get that he's like no but the opposite right exactly mm-hmm. just yeah. not being like you're not understanding because like mm-hmm. i as the man i am a special boy like he it's a, it's a man's i'm a doctor of, and you're my wife that's why this doesn't happen yeah I mean, I'm a doctor. Explains everything in this movie. And like, I think that like she literally destroyed his worldview. Like, to be honest, like I think yeah. he never thought of women in like this way that they were also sexual. That they were more of a sex- sexual object. And for her to mm-hmm. be now that she is a sexual being and can also have these same thoughts and feelings that he has. The, and then the also, years- she almost had like the power in that moment. Yes, where she was like, "What?" The year is 1999. You're Stanley Kubrick. You're about to die. You've just realized that women can have orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> Poor that, guy. That is this movie. Dude. Love him. That's fucking hilarious. I hope that's the case. And I hope that's not the case. <laughs> I hope that's not the case. That's what I meant to say. You hope that Celie Kubrick, an old man, gave women many orgasms over the course of his life. Consensual and new- orgasms. Yeah, consensual con- orgasms. Consensual. I, yes. When we're talking about the, filmmakers, we really got to specify. That's what I oh, hope. 100%. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're just putting that out there. I hope that, that 
that faithful man Stanley Kubrick gave his wife many orgasms consensually. Mm-hmm. That's what yes. I hope. And, he, and that's how he came to discover the power of it. That's because he, he listened to his that's wife. That's why he made this movie. Okay. She, oh, actually, the laughing is very orgasmic in nature. Mm-hmm. And it probably utilizes some of the same muscles that you actually contract. And to have this like visible fit of like femi- like she's bursting out, she's laughing. So to have this like display of like joy is very similar to a female orgasm. And especially in a time where he's like feeling the opposite of that too. He's like, he's mad at it. Like, he's mm-hmm. mad. Yeah. Cause it's something that's happening without his control mm-hmm. and in opposition to how he feels. So do you think if Stanley Kubrick hadn't cocked himself to death, right? <laughs> do you think he and Oliver Stone would be sitting there at nine 11 being like, Oh yes, let's direct this. No, oh, yes. my God, no, no, no. Stanley Kubrick would have made the weirdest ever AI artificial intelligence with with that boy. With the boy? With the boy, Haley Joel Osment. Oh, the Sixth Sense boy. It would have been even weirder, I guarantee you. Hello, Stanley. I have a Sixth Sense. It's (laughs) making money. That's what he would have said. Getting old, Stanley. (laughs) Getting old, Stanley. I don't know, man. I, I think that he would have been involved. I mean, like, he directed the moon landing. Why wouldn't he be directed 9 11? Sound effect. <laughs> I didn't go to college. Don't. It's a hypothesis. <laughs> I did, but I didn't really learn about this in school, so I don't know. They don't teach you about the moon landing no. anymore. No, I don't think. Did you controversial. have a favorite mask? Mm, gold baby. Gold baby. <laughs> Honestly, a very memorable mask was gold baby. There it were was. some terrifying mm-hmm. ones mm-hmm. that I hope I never encounter again. Mm-hmm. Legend of Zelda, Zora. Yeah, whatever that one was. That was pretty early. I liked the Quaker as an oats guy. Quaker as an oats guy. There was a mask that was very like the kind of masks I think of, like the porcelain clown mask with like the little tear. There was one woman mm-hmm. that ha- I think she, I think it was a woman, um, or at least the mask was feminine, and I really liked that because it just looked like a ma- mask you take off the wall. Like yeah, like that. Was- it didn't seem custom or. Well, knowing that Vic was supposed to be there, do you think because this is what I'm. You know, thinking that his his mask was the one with the big lip that was yes. like kind of a triangle that he kept like that makes looking. Sense, yeah. You know, like because we we zoomed in on that one a few times mm-hmm. in a few different situations, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that's what made me wonder. I'm like, oh, is this Vic? Is 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 Vic the gold baby? Like, yes. what is going on? Like, cause especially once we knew that he was there, it was like we had to have been a featured mask. Right. We we had so. to. I bet if we go back, like we might be able to figure mm-hmm. it out. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, th- it was a presence. And I think there's a reason they really. I mean, they spent a lot of time on a lot of different things for a long period of time. But they did really highlight the masks. Like we went on a tour of the type of masks that these folks wear, mm-hmm. and it almost seemed like they were in these. Wes Anderson style, like little groupings of like, well, here's the scary masks and here's the glittery masks and here's, and it, we really got a tour of the type of people that are there. And I wonder if we knew more about the mask and how it correlates with the person. Right. Like and why if are there is any, there? Yeah. Like maybe it correlates to like what kind of activi- activities they're going to participate in like while they're there. Like, That's cause some of them point. look more like shocked or like, almost or very like their human, mouths like, were agape or like they're mm-hmm. almost like walking and yeah, it's, it's very... Like gel bracelets. Yeah. Well, it's like, are those meant for blowjobs? Like, is that just like a glory hole mask? Right, like, mouths open. Does mouth open mask. Okay. Get her in the blowjob line. 
I did like that Tom Cruise's mask looked just alarmed constantly. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, his eyes were as wide as they he could couldn't be. Walk, he couldn't walk anywhere and not look completely, like, kind of out of place and shocked. Yeah. yeah. It, he, he looked And you could smell away. that rental cloak. <laughs> that rental cloak had seen some shit. Just the thought. Back and then the guy's like, oh, it's all good. Oh, where's the mask? It's like, oh, uh. Mm. Well, that's another $25. Like, I don't right. think entitlement is the right word, but just that he thought, like, he's like, I can just show up at this party if I have, like, the costume and the password. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's going to be fine. You don't, you don't have what it takes to live the lifestyle. Is that is that, like, just toxic white masculinity? Maybe. I think I'll... I, I think a lot of the movie is like touching on that. Well, we can't give it positive masculinity. That's no. for sure. No. no, that's for damn sure. We cannot give this positive. It absolutely does not. No. I did think that Tom Cruise's mask. I had some questions about it just in general, right? Because he rents a mask from the costume man, right? Mm-hmm. But then when he got there, did he get a mask, or did yeah. they just like give him the ticket for his coat? Then they handed him a. It looked. Oh, maybe they did. Maybe he had to take something off, or like. Maybe his mask was the ticket for his coat. Maybe. Mm. But yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, Because he took that mask home, clearly. Nicole Kidman was sleeping with it. She was clearly like, oh yeah, look at this mask I found or something right. like that. Or maybe somebody snuck in while no. she was well, asleep. See, I'm thinking, you think someone like, sent, sent it to her. her. Or yeah. she like found it, and that's why he lost it. Yeah, if she was at the like, party and she know. found it, she took it. She was the one who took it if she was at the party. Right. Or it was shipped to them overnight. I don't see or that. Or just that, delivered by, you know. There's so many questions about this mask. I'm going to have to watch this whole like, fucking movie did again. Did he bring in his bag of his costume in the house? Did he leave it in the car? Yes. He brought have it to in. watch minutes like 50. He brought it in when he checked on it. And then he easily, put it in that cabinet. Because she yeah. could have yeah. easily pulled it out of the bag then. He brought it like, home? Yes. Mm-hmm. He was, I mentioned that like three times. Each time he came in or out of the house, there was a series <laughs> where he's just carrying around this fucking costume bag. And me, listen. I three times he comes home. I married a very eccentric man who does own cloaks and wep- <laughs> foam weapons and things. So these things are not unusual in my home. But if I see a bag that looks unusual, um, like if you saw a bag from like Big Johnny's Dick Emporium, yeah, like, I'd be it like, would, oh, it would cause hey, some alarms. He's not I just watched. Man. I just He's watched my man. husband put that in a cabinet. Weird. And now I'm gonna go in there. Oh, and now he's taking the bag with him? Like, where is this bag going? It's going on a journey. (laughs) I'm going to reach into that bag and take a mask out and see if, hmm, hmm, put it right there. Is this going to touch a nerve? Like, yeah. What's up? Uh, oh, it guts. touched a nerve. Oh, I like, I like, I, oh, fuck. I Damn. feel like we've got, we've got Nicole Kimmon right here with Gerilyn. Oh, man. I'm loving it. Oh, my God. Thank I'm you. I'm loving it. This insight. <laughs> oh, no. This is getting me. Oh, no. I, yeah, I, that was one thing that I never really understood. And all the times I've seen this movie, I didn't know how she got the mask. If she went and obtained it from the clo- or from the closet or cabinet or whatever, or if she was at the party, because I never considered the party until we were talking about it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because I was like, oh, of course she's at home with the kid. She's the one that's baby. She's the responsible she, one in this I relationship. Mean, like, did she just like guess what kind of party? Like, did definitely mask and weird sex involved? Yeah. Sure. Like. But then is she on such a tight wavelength with his anxieties mm. that she is dreaming about the things that he is panicking about? Mm-hmm. Like she's got the shining. Is that what marriage is? <laughs> like I shining. had no idea. Hell yeah. Is she, she, ple- is she shining? I plead the fifth. <laughs> is she shining? Yeah. I like that. I don't know. Yeah. I thought this movie was 
was so much fun watching it with you guys. Oh, it was really fun. I could not imagine watching it by myself. Oh, no. I don't want to watch it by myself ever no. again. No, I'd fall, I, I also think I might fall asleep. No, 100%. Asleep. Yeah. What if the first, like, two acts were half as long? What if it was just faster? I don't think it needs to be that long. <laughs> if I everyone mean, talked at I think you could have clipped the 45 minutes off and make it a nice two hour. And that includes taking out the like, oh, well, she has HIV and I wanted to kiss yeah, you. We but didn't. I, <laughs> I think like the whole third act goes so fast, especially since the first two acts are so slow. The first two acts are one night and the last act is like, like possibly weeks of time. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you make the first act and the second act move faster. It doesn't have to be shorter necessarily, but it will be shorter if you make it move 50% faster. Mm-hmm. I will say that I think this happened over the course of 48 hours. Yeah, it seemed like a couple yeah, days. It's- Ma- maybe not exactly Christmas Day, but like the week of Christmas because... Because you can't go Christmas shopping. Well, no, you, yeah. Christmas. they were pointing out the gifts that they were going to have Santa bring their kid, right? Like she was picking oh, up toys. Word, like, oh, word, 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 okay. Yeah, they're like, like we're going maybe. Christmas shopping. Like, okay, mm-hmm. well, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, so clearly Christmas is coming up. Yeah, the next in the next week or so. Yeah, but still to have this like this hanging over a holiday in which and they hammered the they may not have said the word Christmas that much and there may not have been like a parade or anything, but every house, even the sex workers' little like little shitty apartment Had was just Christmas to the nines. Yeah. I mean, yeah. light tape everywhere. Su- she's such a she's mm-hmm. such a connected person that people are sending her Christmas cards, mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. was tacking them up. Every every room had a wreath or a tree or um, so. As yeah. a Christmas movie, this definitely ranks, I think, in the top ten, top five craziest Christmas movies of all time. I mean, it's more decorated than some actual Christmas movies. No like Santas, so many though. lights. Yeah, we, there was a Santa um, stand, uh, little decoration in a window. No man, that was Santa. Yeah, that's one thing that we've been doing with our Christmas movies now, right? Oh. We've started to work on a Christmas scale. But this movie seems to defy every Christmas mm-hmm. scale yeah? thing that we well, have. Well, dude, let's, let's fucking talk about that, Josh. Tell us what the Christmas scale is, and then let's figure out how this ranks on it. Well, it's kind of like a measure of like how Christmas a movie is, right? Yes. Based on uh, some number of things. So, so far we have Santas. It's just vague, but sure. there's Santas in the movie. That is a point on our scale. Mm -hmm. But then we also have ghosts. That's something that we added on our last episode, I think. Mm -hmm. And, uh, or perhaps our next episode. Either way, uh, there's, there's (laughs) ghosts in the movies. Renouncing capitalism and embracing family as two Mm -hmm. separate points. Okay. Um, but I don't know, like I'm saying, there's also kids save the day and bumbling bad guys. (laughs) Yeah. Which don't apply to this movie. No. This didn't have any of that. I mean, all the guys are bad. Tom but Cruise then how is it oh, yeah. still He's such a Christmas movie? Like, I want to, you know, well, yeah. I want to watch it with my kids. It does. It does. You want to watch this I with mean, your kids? I want to create new memories with them. <laughs> I think I don't it have kids. Uh, touches on the Christmas experience a different way with, like, family trauma. And, like, being an mm. outcast of society and, like, being on the peripherals, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is what it means to be a woman. Yeah. Nicole Kidman w- showed us that. Yeah. Like, I feel like this may have been his his best female role like the the Kubrick the best female role that he's ever had in a film this is the top for me well it like and he treated her like a queen while he yeah. did and, as well and that makes know? a lot of sense now that you see the performance yeah, yeah, yeah. right and I that's like a that. kept woman <laughs> and she likes it. <laughs> she's 
that a capped woman? I no, think she I, is though. She just hangs out at the house and then yeah. and then she's like, I thought about fucking a man. He's like, What? What? Like, fuck. I pay but you. But I'm your to doctor husband. <laughs> and and she's like, Don't you get horny when you touch a, a female patient's breast? And he's like, No, I'm a fucking doctor. I don't get which, horny for tits. Which is like, okay, hold on. First of all, like when you're a doctor, it's like you shouldn't get horny when you're touching your. No, like, oh, you're separating your job. So from he's like, like, he's like trying to be reasonable, and she's like, "No, you're horny." <laughs> it's like, that's rude as fuck. Like calling into question his ability to be professional at his job is pretty rude. I mean, she was high though. I don't know. I know. I, I, yeah, I, let her have it. I I understand, but it's pretty fucking mean. It is mean. Yeah. But then it makes him go through the whole movie feeling. Exactly. Don't, know, he's, don't make me horny. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> every and That's every the interval. thesis. He's and, just like, well. And there's so many boobs, and he's like, I'm or like, horny. does he not feel like? Well, no, because he we know that he has thoughts about other women because he was with those women at the party. But was it because he saw his wife with other man? Like, I don't know. Is he feeling emasculated? Like, he shouldn't. Everyone is coming after him. Like, he's the hottest thing ever. Everyone wants that dick. They were coming after him left and right. It's almost like when in the middle happening? of the street, like, oh, I gotta have him. <laughs> oh, I have the dick. Are you a doctor? Whoa, 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 whoa. Please tell me you're a doctor. Oh, just this movie is making me think too hard about everything. I'm like, what? what gotta find some doctor dick. We'll put it here. It's a zero on the Christmas scale. Yeah. Zero. <laughs> Minus that there's lights. Like that's it. Uh, the lights are so and amazing, and it makes me wanna. Like modify the Santa to be like you know a Kucher mom, but I think there should be Santa. I think I think Santa should be on it. Like, I, I think that this is one of those rare ones that like it had to very much be like yeah. we're a Christmas movie, but we're not a children's Christmas movie. But in every like yeah. important so scene of dialogue, removing, there's a Christmas tree. Yeah, we're removing and like, all and the Santa of it all. And, yeah. Well, because because Santa's for kids, so should it be like tree, tree and presents? But they also lights. show us with a kid and taking her shot, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, for adding to our Christmas scale, though, should what kind? What should this point be in, uh, encompassed by? Lights, lights, lights. I I want to see. I think decoration does it more yeah, broadly. Like decoration, but I mean that'll give that'll be a free a free piano. Yeah. No, I, I think everyone. a tree a tree could just really nail it too. Cause I I think we should be excessive decoration. Yes. Mm. Like because every scene on that movie basically had something big. Mood, yeah, it, like it, it's every scene it's was Christmas. set against a wreath or some lights Minus in the background. The sex party, and yeah. like that was obviously because well, that was very that was Catholic. most Christmas. It was very Catholic. It was. I got like weird, deep, like Satan cult vibes. I don't know. It well, did, so if we add red that, it has, a, like that. it has a one out of like seven. But like that's if we <laughs> add it. But I think it's for future endeavors to think so, about. So, so what do you feel on the Christmas scale, Josh? I feel like it's definitely a. A vibe. It's a vibe. It's a Christmas vibe. Fuck yeah, Christmas vibe. It's, yeah. It feels very Christmas. I mean, yeah, but on our patented Christmas scale, it's a, like a one out of seven. Hey, it is what it is. It didn't get seven squans squans of squimmin. It could, but it it got one of them. It got one squan of squimmin, and it you know it well earned. Yeah. I thought it was. I I, I I agree. Like it's a Christmas movie, but it's not a Christmas movie. Like like Hook is definitely more of a Christmas movie than wow. this. This feels right? like more of a Christmas movie to me than Hook, mm-hmm. just because of how strong the decoration. Yeah, is. the decoration yeah? is yeah. such yeah. a part of it. I mean, we like literally thought the Sonata Cafe was Santa the Santa, Santa Cafe. cafe? <laughs> yeah, 
the Santa Club, and I'm like, Hell dude, yeah. if it was the Santa Club, I would have given it the point. It would have deserved the Santa Me point. Too. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I would have. I would have given. But it there the was point. a Santa decor, and I yeah. do need that. Decor. So many lights at that You're cafe. Right. It was mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. I mean, like, I don't know if the Santa needs to be a human. Like, if he That's was represented on Santa screen. was in our heart in that movie. Okay? Like, if Santa were a dog? No, if he were a decoration. I saw there was a glowing Santa in the, in the shop window where someone was fucking or doing something. So I think we must <laughs> give it a two out of seven. On All our right. Thank you. Patented, Thank newly you. patented Christmas scale. Hey, who am I to rain on fucking Christmas? I'm no Grinch. I'm, I'm here to support snow, it. Snow on Christmas. Yeah, yeah I, I want I'm, snow. I'm here to support everyone's dreams and their feelings on Christmas. And that being said, <laughs> I want to know some fucking numbers, everyone. Josh, start us off. How did you feel about this on your Josh scale? Wow. Hmm. Wow. I wasn't ready to do it yet. Why weren't you ready? Because <sighs> I didn't do it on Letterboxd. I had my phone. Well, then, you know, just fly by the seat Vibes of your pants. based. Yeah, give What's me the some movie vibe. called? Eyes Wide Shut? Eyes Wide Shut. Starring Nicole Kidman. Starring Nicole mm-hmm. Kidman. Four out of five stars. Yep. Yeah? <laughs> no? I'm loving this. Yep. Do you want, do you want to, do you want to amend it? I'd like give us any kind of like. Could do, be shorter. Yeah? It was shorter? No. Some notes? Three and a half out of five stars. All right, all right, all right. If it was right. shorter, it could be four or even four and a half. No, yeah, the lengths would really change my rating as well. If it was yeah. just a little bit faster, I'm I'm not saying like even abbreviate any of the scenes. Just like give me some dialogue, make it Aaron Sorkin, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's what we want for this. No, it's not what I want, but I just want it to be faster. That's all. Like, come on, I liked seeing Nicole Kidman like flop around on the floor and shoot the scenery and everything. It's just like okay. I'm, I- there's only been two scenes so far. Can you please give me another scene? Her, yeah. I feel that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that makes a great point. Like, it's like, there's, there's like six scenes in the first two acts. And then the last act has it's like, like blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, the pacing was not great. Yeah, it was weird. It's fucked. Do you think it would make it faster? Like, making it faster would be a beneficial thing, Geraldine. For my rating, which is just um, kind of just a solid three for me and that's only because i it rode this gray area for me where i wanted it to either ramp like i wanted everything to be more extreme and more over the top or i wanted to be things even more sedated and and restrained and use that kind of sense of like slowness like it's not necessarily the length i think it has everything to do with the pacing and the ultimate ending and like what we get at the end ain't really shit doesn't mean anything, and then it they just like, kiss right? and make up. No, I kind of want to see them fuck. Well, and that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I kind of want to oh, see them. Oh, and now 100%. we don't. That's what I'm saying. We don't get to see them fuck. Yeah. Uh, why did? Uh, no. What did we go through this movie for? I if, a I thought I was gonna see a dick. Didn't see a yeah. dick. I thought you lied to us, dude. I'm sorry. I also thought I'm Nicole sorry. was literally gonna like be an. For some reason, I'm like, oh, this is this has to be them. They have to fuck at the yeah. party. They have to be there to get. No, none of that happened, mm-hmm. but she mm-hmm. fucking carried, she's the reason I gave it a three and like not a two and a half yeah. or a two because mm-hmm. I just, mm-hmm. as fun as it was and stylistically, it was very yummy to look at um, fashion wise, Christmas decor wise, um, cult space wise. Um, I just, I wish there was more depth there. Yeah. I feel that. What about you? Alicia. So I also, I'm going to give it a three out of five. Uh, similar reasons, like Nicole Kidman was great. I loved her. Like, and that one scene was my favorite scene where she was like, wow, you don't get women at all. That's crazy. And, uh, 
the sex cult, honestly, very stereotypical. I don't know. I feel like there could have been something different or more there. I expected, I think I expected something different in my head. So maybe that's also why I have like different expectations for like what was going to happen. The sex cult just didn't um, get you horny enough. Is that it what just, it is? It like, really threw me off. Like it really almost felt like a different movie, like mm-hmm. for a minute. Okay. I was like, all of a sudden this movie went from like, he's having these feelings about his wife and her like weird mental infidelity. And now he's at this weird sex cult and feels like, like he's like a hero. Like he needs to save this woman. That's like, mm-hmm. who know? we don't know what's going to happen to her. And, like, he's mm-hmm. getting himself tied up into this weird situation where now he's fearing for his own life, potentially. And, like, I think at that point, I was like, I don't know where this movie's going. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. So, I just felt very, like, disconnected and to me. it didn't I don't go know. anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really didn't. It's just like, like, oh, everyone was playing this joke on you. No, they weren't. You killed no! the sex <laughs> like, I think that it just, yeah. I don't, I think they could have been separate movies, honestly. I just, I don't, I don't know. I'm very confused, but... Generally, parts of it I liked. The ending kind of tied everything back together. It's fine. I feel you. If it was just a marriage story, it'd be way better. A hundred percent. Agreed. Or unfaithful. You know, yeah. like I think she should have gone to the party with him. I think the party should have just been a different kind of party. Like, <laughs> no, I think it's like just, a swingers party yeah, instead of like yes, less a sex cult one. Sex rich people cult like. Like, like if they went there and, and then Tom Cruise had to watch a bunch of dudes just hit on Nicole Kidman. Yes. Or like, fuck her. Like, or honestly, her. way better. Like, like yeah. Like, you don't, get, you, don't, you don't get jealous about me. Because mm-hmm. then his you actual, don't feel like, jealousy when someone, that's what right. she was complaining about. Then his that's mental fear about. would have been a real life fear that he was confronted with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think the, the biggest thing about that is like, you know, I understand being in a, in a, in a relationship, not necessarily feeling jealousy all the time and stuff like that and like being able to trust your partner to go do do their own stuff and like yeah like why not have friends of the genders or genders you're attracted to like Mm -hmm. that's allowed and they can have those relationships like i think that was the main thing tom cruise was crippling or crippling with grappling with (laughs) like he's like you you are thinking about people and not just like a friendly way like what yeah. the fuck like he he didn't understand sexuality almost yeah mm. it was weird yeah because he's a doctor you guys yeah. when he looks at a nipple or holds a dick <laughs> he's he like that's just the human anything. body does, yeah. i don't feel anything he's completely compartmentalized and stuff like that this made me wonder what was going on with stanley kubrick at the end of his yeah. life it was like Ooh. Was, was I don't he, think you want to know. He was, get his dick hard. was he getting into cucking? Like was <laughs> like was that it? Like he like he wanted to do it. So yeah, maybe maybe not everything was working, and he was you know fucking vicariously through Tom Cruise. I will say Tom Cruise didn't fucking anybody though. No, but they didn't fuck anybody. No, but him and Nicole fucked off screen. We don't know that. What? I, th- I mean, at that point, maybe. What? <laughs> I'm pretty no sure idea. Tom and Nicole were having sex. We can, as- assume, we can assume. I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah. I'm putting money on my assumption. Well, I could do that. but <laughs> I will say that the last time I watched this movie, I gave it a three out of five. Right. Mm-hmm. And for the movie, I will give it still a three out of five. But the experience watching it with, with you guys... <laughs> Bumps it up to a three and a half. Hell yeah. Nice. I had lots of fun joking around it was with great. you guys it because was good. Mm-hmm. I felt like watching it with your friends made the boring parts oh. so much easier to take yeah. because Absolutely. y'all were fucking boring, joking what's the boring and, part? and booping and bopping all around and I was just loving it. Just like when they're 
talking like well this. it takes itself Did so it's such a self-serious movie yeah and like so that. when it a movie's taking itself that seriously and that slowly you yeah it definitely feels better to do it with people to yeah. me it yeah. seems like mm-hmm. tom cruise mm-hmm. is the only one taking it seriously it seems like everyone's <laughs> playing a big joke everyone, maybe really like yeah joke maybe it's like a it's just his initiation inception kind of situation where like <laughs> it's a joke inception. within a joke within a movie within a ruse within a ruse yeah I love it. I love, that's why I like it. Like I was, you guys both gave your reviews and I'm like, you know, I think it's more of a three star movie, but stand by it. I love, I love that this movie ruined Tom Cruise. I love it. I do too. I love it. I'm sorry, Tom Cruise. I know he's been listening ever since we watched The Outsiders the second time. I know he's been listening. Oh, so he's listening to our podcast right now. Right now. Mm -hmm. He loves Mm -hmm. being called a little meatball. That's what he likes. He's going to call it our podcast. He's my little meatball. So we're sorry, Tom Cruise, but this movie ruined your life. That's funny to me. Good, good. Merry Christmas, Tom. So I found the budget of this film. Mm. $65 million. That is not for real. $65 million. Wow. Opening weekend, it raked in $21.7 million. That's a yeah. lot for its time, especially. And yeah. a worldwide gross of $162.2 million. It. Eyes wide shut too. Eyes wide shutter. Eyes wide. <laughs> eyes eyes is eyes wider shut. More wide shut. Eyes, eyes glued shut. Letterbox has it at four out of five. Eyes IMDb is at seven and a half out of ten. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes is at seventy six percent. Audience score is seventy four with an Amazon of four point two out of five. Sixty four percent five star. Seven percent one star. Wow. This was too horny for me. Yeah, they, they're like, oh, I wanted the R-rated version, but I got the unrated version. Too I saw too many butts. That's what you think it was? This movie starts with a butt. Too good. I mean, this DVD works too good. Too horny. It's too horny. Can't watch it with my kids. That was a mistake. <laughs> did not uh, did not know this was not kid-friendly. One star. <laughs> I did not know Eyes Wide Shut by Stanley Kubrick was not kid-friendly. This will be known as my child's sexual awakening. <laughs> Didn't do that on purpose. One star. <laughs> I had to talk about what is sex with my child. Speaking of horny men. Yeah, tell us. Roger Ebert saw this movie. Oh, of course he did. Out of four stars, okay. we're going to guess what Roger Ebert gave this film off of this review. The orgy, alas, oh. <laughs> has famously alas. undergone digital alterations to obscure some of the more energetic, rumpy, pumpy. Uh, no. A shame. The event in question. A shame. <laughs> the events in question are seen at a certain distance without visible genitalia, and are more atmosphere than action. But to get the R rating, the studio had to block them out with digital generated figures: two nude women, arm in arm, and some cloaked men. Now. I am not sure if we saw this because we saw the unrated mm-hmm. version, right? Right. So we may have not witnessed We it. saw the energetic Humpy Pumpy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We saw the yeah. energetic Humpy Pumpy. <laughs> you know what he's talking about. Yeah, we know. Mm-hmm. That's how I described it. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's... It was way too energetic. What did Roger Ebert give this movie? Ten, ten out of four stars. He <laughs> loved it. I do think he would give it like at least three and a half, maybe four. 
think yeah, like, I'm wondering, like, did he get a really high rating because of the sex, but then a lower rating because someone was blocked out and he was mad about it. When you <laughs> use the word alas after the word orgy, you're given that stars. I'm just wondering, yeah, I just wonder if he, uh, yeah, is he rating the edited version? Yes, the R-rated version. Oh, three and a half. Three and a half out of yeah. four stars. Yeah. Three and a half out he of four it. stars. He just oh, wishes of course. that he would have seen the original. He would have given he a did. five yeah. for sure if he could have. Roger Ebert. He wishes he was on set. He's yeah. a little First ever five out of four. <laughs> <laughs> he gave it seven out of four. It's his. Oh, rules. wait. his That rating's only out of four. Mm-hmm, oh, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was thinking it was also like a five star. So, oh, wow. No. He almost gave it the max. It was that half a star for like. Vince, what movie did he give the max to recently? Old country for old men. Old country for no men. Old country for no men. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that movie made him horny, but I don't know. He loved it. That's, he was, that's really dark. He was like, that's what he's this was as good as Fargo. I loved it. Yeah. Hmm. That was it. Well, I'm glad he liked this one, but he would have liked the uh, un- the unrated more. Yeah, he would have. Yeah, he would have. Now I have this theory that because well, you know during the sex scenes, like I mentioned with the naval officer, it was a closed set. It was, yes. it was very, very, very hush-hush about what it was. No Tom. The Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman's sex scene, groping and stuff like that, mm. that was also a closed set. Mm. So that leads me to believe that somewhere out there, there is a sex tape of Nicole Kidman mm. and Tom Cruise directed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. by Stanley Kubrick. And who's covering it up? I don't know. Scientology. I don't know they who's covering it, it up. No. But if That's you why have, he like, run out Hubbard. of the movie. Yeah. It was probably in the movie. And it was like, oh, it's got to go. That's the super unrated cut. Super unrated yeah. cut. So if it's you, L. Ron Hubbard cut. Yeah, only he has access. If you have access to this, let us know because we just want to hear about it because it's amazing. You can just send us an email and stuff like that. But before we get into all that, Josh, I want to know what it really rates on the Swayze scale. See, I thought you were going to end the episode without doing the Swayze scale. Why would I end without doing your favorite part? It's my favorite part? This is your thing. This is your this is your shtick. This is your thing. Oh, it's my thing. Uh, okay, so there's a road trip. Uh, yeah. We already discussed it. But was there fighting? I don't know. Mm. There's I, confrontation. Yeah. There, there was, There was. yeah, some confrontation. Maybe fighting we didn't see. Fighting. I don't fighting. see any... Fi- they, so. they mentioned a whisper of a black eye, but like I'm yeah. not counting what that. knives, though? No knives either. Mm-hmm. Did you have a favorite sick whip? I don't remember taxis. seeing any outside of taxis. Oh, he does have a rover. Yeah. yeah he, he does have the uh, Dennis Reynolds special. Yeah, but I don't necessarily think it's not that sick. sick. Probably the sickest whips were at the party, all the limos mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is usually a freebie, but we can deny it if we Yeah, like. let's deny it. Let's wow. deny it. Wow. Mainly because we didn't highlight any of them. Like, mm-hmm. I want to see someone get, like, well, I like that. kissed on a car or I, something I saw, like, like that, a heavy-duty you know? truck backing into an alley that I liked, but yes. that didn't seem really... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah? It was, in it, it was just there. There was yeah. no horse. Uh, let's see. So, do we have feminism? I think so. I don't know. I mean, like, Nicole Kidman's character was... You know, she knew who she was as a person, but... She, like, did make her, like, what she thought known to him. She didn't, like, hide anything out of discomfort. But I don't know that really says feminism. And see any women talking to each other. I honestly no, think it's the opposite. They This movie really the objectified and the women, mom. like, greatly. Okay, so oh, yeah. Babysitter and the mom here? and the daughter and the mom, and that's about it. Not a lot of, uh, so, yeah, positive female characters. So, no. I say no. 
Okay, perfect. I would want to ask, do you think that her rant, her epiphany... I, th- I found that to be very... Like, I, I felt like that was very feminist forward being like are you serious to think you only think of me as an object i'm just your wife like i'm it's not just, a person but he, I can't it's on par thoughts. with america ferrera's uh diatribe and barbie but i almost think that like it was the bare minimum of being like hey we're women there are, that are also humans well we, we have like we're also feelings. humans okay. like, i don't know that that's resolved. feminism that's more just like well being, like, neither has the actual concept of a woman being viewed as anything like we still struggle, mm-hmm. right? Because it's it's not like he. It's not something to be solved. It doesn't mm-hmm. get resolved though within the conversation. He takes a phone call and then he leaves. Yeah, I no, mean, he just fully bails. It does not mean anything to him that she just bared her soul and basically said, "I think you're viewing me in a way that everyone else does, and it doesn't make me happy." I thought I was special. Yeah. I thought our marriage meant something in that way, and then he just likes to remind her that no, the marriage is what keeps you good. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I thought that she had very, very good points. And it was it was very much showing that Tom Cruise just being a dude. Yeah. You know, Tom Cruise looks like shit the whole fucking time. Mouth, t- feet in his mouth. Just being like, I don't do that because I'm a doctor. The fact that they di- ended up I'm not married. glorifying right. Tom Cruise's character makes me lean more towards it having feminist undertones. Well, I mean, like the movie definitely has gender politics in mind, which is why we have the gender point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we can't mm-hmm. give it any bonus points uh, there. So there is the nudity and the class stuff mm-hmm. we were talking about. Yes, yeah. yes. Nightingale and, you know, him being a doctor. Anyways, uh, dad stuff, though. But was there, like, really I mean, complex dad stuff? Tom Cruise is, is a shitty dad. Yeah, he's he's a dad. clearly not he's a great a dad. Bad dad. He's a bad dad. Yeah, and was 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 Vic supposed to be a dad to to him at all? We've got the Lou guy. He was a dead dad. Oh yeah, he's also a dead. the yeah. if the guy really is that guy's that girl's do- uh, father. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, oh. the fucking just the even yeah. the mention or like the ruse of being my kid. Yeah, is disgusting. It's dad's keeper, stuff, bad dad. Real or fake. Yeah. Dad's. I think it's bad dads bad across dads. the board. Uh, no rad dads. No rad dads. How about athletics? Do we see anything aside from dancing? The sex. Oh, that fucking. I, I say that that uh, Humpty Dumpty or whatever. <laughs> the rumpy pumpy. Oh, rumpy yeah, the pumpy. Rumpy pumpy. I mean, yeah. athletics. I can baby. give it athletics for the rumpy pumpy. Yeah. yeah. You gotta have uh, some stamina. And we got yeah. the bonus point for the dancing. How about romance? What do we think? Was it no. happening? No. This is like the opposite of a romantic no. movie. No. Not a single ounce of romance to no. be found. Zero. Yeah. If if a partner treated me like that, I would be sad. Yeah, I'd be like, wow. Yeah. Huh. Divorce. Yeah. I'd be sad. Okay. So on our patent and Swayze scale, we've got a, a six out of ten doctor. Ooh. Uh, you know, credentials. Doctor credentials. Flash those credentials. Uh, I'm a doctor. Plus one bonus costume on our nice. patent and Swayze Very scale. Nice. Fuck yeah. I'm happy about that. This make this movie. I, I feel like I'm going to watch it again, but I don't know how soon I'm going to watch it again. Mm. Yeah. I think I'm going to read some stuff about it because I need better find Christmas the book, movies next year. You know? Yeah, like Google some other Someone's people's kind of opinion. a bummer, you know? No, I, I'm about it. You know, like I said, I this is a bucket list movie for me. I, uh, during the pandemic, I, I saw a lot of blind spots in what I've viewed and consumed over the years. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to see this movie and I'm glad I did. I don't think for a second I ever once thought that it was a Christmas time film. No, I had no idea. Yeah. And for that, uh, you know, I like a little bit of group sex mixed with uh, with the holidays. So. It helps the cookies go down, Again, right? the, the experience yeah. was, uh, you know, yeah. 
Yeah. Isn't there usually like a ten. snack table at the orgy? Like that's what I understood. You yeah. need to wash those hands. So you're saying there's no snack tables at, any, at this orgy. <laughs> there was no refreshments. There was just a dude playing piano with no a fucking had soundboard any, no and buying, had water. blindfolded. No one had yeah. my even God. beer or anything. Well, you can't take the mascot. Like, mm. Yeah, that was the thing. They when were you even get all hot in there? Kissing oh, with the rules, mask. You know? so yeah, yeah, they were. When you pass out. I don't know. They got that cloak on. Maybe they got nothing underneath the cloak. Yeah, because the thing is the women were like naked mostly and the dudes were all like clothed. I'm like, God, I do it, want them to drop that G string brand. Though. There was that one dude dancing naked. Yeah, there were a so couple that, men that so were like, clothed. When I thought there were dicks that in this. That guy was down coming. Yeah, when I thought there were dicks <laughs> in this, it was because during the, 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 the orgy scene, there, I knew there were do. people having sex, and I was pretty sure we got to see some dongs. Yeah, no. I just was thinking about temperature-wise. I was like, either people are really sweaty or, like, really cold. Well, it like, looked, it gave cold, and, like, that's not an uncomfortable no. environment for me to, like, it was want such to be sexy. It was like a castle. Yeah, I rather yeah. I rather there be a little bit of sweat. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. I like there should be a little bit a of little stank. Bit. A little bit of stank. <laughs> a little bit of stank. But how are you gonna yes. get it all out the next day? Like how are you? Gonna I mean, it's it? not my fucking problem as a per- as a guest at this yeah, orgy. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. They're the- I didn't rent this fucking house. No, they should have known what they were getting into. So my god. Okay. Like, there's other stuff they gotta Google, clean, right? Google orgy like, house. It, fucking, <laughs> you think the sweat is their biggest concern? Go to Reddit. It's all it tile. I mean, like, at the orgy house. Hose it down. Make it yeah. hot. Hose it down. Make it all UV tile. lights and bleach. I don't know. I will say that Chris Isaac's music was featured in this mm-hmm. film in quite a few scenes, and that was because of Nicole Kidman. Mm. While she was filming her scenes with the uh, the naval officer, they had music on to get them in the mood and stuff like that. Chris Isaac? A lot of the songs that Nicole Kidman personally picked were Chris Isaac. So mm. that's how he I got I bet that infuriated movie. Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, that's how he got it in the movie. Huh. Getting cucked. Tom Cruise should have made some music. Yep. That's what do you problem. think Tom Cruise's music would sound like? It sounds like human music. Yeah? Yeah. I think he would just join the Hollywood vampires with Johnny Depp. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. He's like, I was also a vampire. And he's like, oh, hey, <laughs> what's up, Tom? That's what. That's my Johnny Depp. Get that's Brad Pitt terrifying. on it. Hell yeah, dude. dude okay, now we're, go. this is a different super group. At this Keanu moment. could be yeah. in it too. No, uh-uh, Keanu would no, never. Keanu out of this. Also, no. I'm sorry. He's too pure. I'm yeah. so really depressed that we missed him. Dude, like, I, I, I will never Dog be Star okay. Town, I'll never gone. be over it. Sorry. Zero it times. Like I will little, never be over it. I don't know. It didn't look that cool to me. I'm sorry, Keanu Reeves was there. Keanu Reeves was there. Yeah, but you just go hang out in the alley and wait for Keanu Reeves exactly. to come out, and then you're like, oh, thanks. Okay, but I didn't even get to do that. I didn't know Keanu, about it. And then he's like, oh, cool. Like, I right just want to be in the same you know, airspace for, like, mm-hmm. even at five minutes. Dude, like, just, just looking saying, like, at hey, him in person. I wrote a song about Keanu Reeves. But way better than, it's, you wrote a song about Keanu Reeves. <laughs> heavy air quotes. It's Keanu, man. Uh, I'm just saying that, uh, Keanu Reeves, like you pay fifty dollars to go in the Majestic Theater, which is not my favorite venue, uh, to see Keanu Reeves play like these songs, or you can pay zero dollars, go into the back alley, have mm-hmm. the biggest fattest blunt in the world, some edibles, you hand him the edibles, and then you smoke the blunt. Oh, okay, but I don't think I'd be able to actually say words to Keanu. I would just want to look at him. That's- Keanu, we have a joint with your name on it. Whenever Keanu you want to, whenever Keanu you want to come on down. Yes. Yes. We're waiting for you. And then you, no matter what, you just slip him a sticker. Yeah, I like that. Keanu month. We, I'll, I'll make a Keanu <laughs> sticker. I've been talking about making a few more new stickers, you know. I just, 
I posted online that we got these new ones made. So, you know, after the new year, I'll get a few more. And new you sticker, just, new me. Who does? Yeah, yeah, right? You just fucking send us an email and I can get you, I'll send you the, the, the stickers for free. I don't give a shit. They're stickers. I'll just put a stamp on it and be like, boop. These are forever. That's all I'll say. I'll talk to the lady at the post office and it'll be great. But yeah, just send us an email at SwayzePod at gmail.com or you can hit us up on like Instagram or Twitter or any of that kind of stuff at SwayzePod. Um, I'm on Letterboxd at Vincent Troya and Josh is on Letterboxd at Joshua CY. Ladies, do you have anything you'd like to promote or would you like to tell the people on the internet where to find you so you can sell some (laughs) stuff or like get some fucking... Clicks Exposure. or bullshits. I don't whatever know. gets you paid or whatever. How can uh, we help you? Pay me to write things. Uh, you can go to my website, GeraldineJordan.com. Uh, I like money. <laughs> I like money. Christmas money, is, you please. know, it's Christmas season. Money, please. Uh, money be- is good. Cash. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like money. Direct deposit. What do you got, Alicia? <laughs> you know, I'm on Instagram at Black Cat Bad Luck, period between each word. And uh, I paint stuff. So it's too late to know. get a pet for the holidays. Yeah, sorry yeah, guys. Sure. I, and so if you want uh, one for next Christmas, now it's probably a good time. <laughs> or <laughs> Valentine's Day. Or Martin Luther King Day. There's many holiday is soon. a worthy holiday for me to paint your pet. So yeah. That's cool. This, isn't there like a National Dogs Day or National Probably, Cats yeah, Day? National, you know, national maybe, Pet Day, National Dog, National, yeah, some, a national Hamster Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Mm, you know, is there maybe, have you done any birds? I haven't. Give me your, uh, you know, non-dog and cat pets. Like, that'd be sick. Like a lizard? Yeah. Or a frog? Or a... This podcast uh, over? A butterfly? <laughs> Or uh, a bird? I already said bird. What about a kangaroo? A, a fish? I think a Dude, kangaroo. A fish? I mean, I've painted a fish before. That'd be sick. I'll paint your fish. What about a pig? No, I've never painted a pig. I've met a pig. I like pigs. Bing bong, bing bong, bing bong, bing bong. Fear.